This is the Warriors Community Podcast, a platform to share personal stories that inspire, equip, and empowers those who listen. Everyone has something in their story that is relatable. Everyone has a lesson to be learned from their story. And everyone has a tool to give to someone else to use on their personal journey. Our hope and prayer, the mission of the Warriors community, is that as you listen, as you hear people's struggles and their failures, but also their wins and successes, that you feel inspired, motivated, and encouraged, but that you also feel equipped and you walk away with tools to use on your journey and that you feel empowered to keep going, especially if you're in a place where you are struggling too. We hope that through this podcast, you learn, but you also connect with other women and you can connect with them, not just by listening to this podcast, but you can connect on social media. We really want this to be a place where a community is developed and where women can network, share resources, bond, and develop relationships. We hope that you enjoy this podcast, but we also hope that you join in on the Warriors community. Welcome back to the Warriors community podcast. Today, I have an episode I've wanted to do for a really long time, so I'm very excited to finally be doing this episode. I always like to give people resources and tools and different inner healing methods, books, podcasts. I think that's important on your journey in life. And HeartSync is an inner healing ministry I found several years ago, and I have found it incredibly helpful in my own personal life. I've done a lot of research on a bunch of inner healing tools and ministries and HeartSync has just always been my favorite. So I decided back in June, I believe, to go through the basic training in HeartSync because I wanted to learn more. And through that, I found Christina Fowler, who is with us today. She is a HeartSync facilitator and she was my HeartSync trainer. Is that the right word? You're a trainer? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I I asked her after I did the basic training program if she would come speak to HeartSync. I don't know any other facilitators and you were such a good one. So thank you for being here. I'm really excited. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be with you. Thank you. And for those who don't know you at all, you may have some listener friends or family, but for people who don't know you, can you just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do? Yes. Yeah. First, again, just thank you for having me um, on this um, podcast. I so appreciate you, Liza, and all that you're doing to empower and equip um, people. It's it's inspiring. So blessings to you. Yes. Um, about me, you know, there's so much I could say. Uh, I would say ultimately I am, I am one whose life has been and continues to be transformed by the person of Jesus, by the love, hope, and healing of God. And I am passionate, um, and just consider it my mission to partner with Jesus and creating space for people to experience his goodness 
uh, to be a vessel of God's love, hope, and healing in the lives of others. And just to give a little context about me, um, early on for me, this, this looked like me living out this calling as a youth minister in DC, creating safe and, and healing space as much as I was able for, for youth in DC at the church where I was. Uh, that evolved into me starting um, being the founder and director of a ministry for youth, for underserved youth in DC, living in a lot of poverty and trauma um, in the city here where I still live. Mm -hmm. um, so for a long time, in that work um, with youth and young adults, again, with the mission of creating safe and welcoming space uh, for these amazing young people to experience God's love, hope, and healing. And after 10 years of that and a sabbatical um, where I found out about Sync um, about seven years ago, um, now I've transitioned. I'm still in DC. I center and disciple young people here and also serve as a certified HeartSync minister. I serve um, as the DC area leader for HeartSync. Um, and so for now, what that looks like is just even more intentional spaces um, for healing and connection with Jesus uh, through individual HeartSync sessions, through trainings where I met you was yeah. um, a gift. Yeah, and then also creating other community spaces and classes that are centered around uh, cultivating wholeness um, within our own hearts with God and with others, um, especially in the midst of so much pain and trauma that that we experience in our world and um, experience um, in even in Christian spaces, which is um, a huge uh, space that heart sink that I've found a lot of people who have been wounded um, in 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 life, um, but particularly also within Christian spaces have found a place of safety in heart sink. And that's been a gift to me personally and to the many who've encountered it. I love that you keep saying safety, creating safe places, because that is some of the language that we would use at Treasured Vessels Foundation, where I worked in a safe house with women who've been trafficked and exploited for a while. It was always about safety and whatever that looked like. And I think that is something that is so incredibly important. And something that we don't always think about. <laughs> Surprisingly, yeah. we may think that we think about that, but I, I just love that. That's something you keep saying, because I think that core value of, of safety is so important. Yes. For people who don't know what is heart sync or what is even inner healing, can you share a little bit about what heart sync is? Yeah, yeah. You know, in the way I would describe HeartSync is just a relational prayer ministry model that focuses on partnering with Jesus to and his mission to heal, to heal our brokenness, to heal the brokenhearted. Uh, you know, the 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 mission statement of Jesus when he uh, from Isaiah 61, when he began his public ministry and proclaimed that he the Spirit of God anointed him to preach good news to the poor, right? And to include it in that is to, to heal the brokenhearted. And so what I appreciate about HeartSync and, and how I would describe it is, is a space um, to do that, um, to participate in the mission of Jesus, um, where he, he heals us to the point where we are able to, to fulfill the great command, the greatest commandment, to love the Lord our God with all of our heart. And, you know, the uniqueness of HeartSync is that in this 
ministry, which which could be described as a prayer counseling um, space. You know, it's certainly not formal therapy in any way, but it is kind of an intentional space um, where safety is created to be present to people in in their reality of where they find themselves in their own brokenheartedness. And it really is a space to intentionally explore within the presence of the Lord and the safety of, of both the safety of God's presence and the safety of, of a relational space where we can be seen and known without judgment, without agenda, uh, and to, to explore what brokenness has looked like for us and to intentionally help every aspect of our hearts that have been fragmented by the pain uh, that we've experienced to come into a wholehearted relationship with God, where we have not just the kind of left brain awareness of, of God is good and he loves us, but an embodied experience in ways that really cultivate deeper transformation um, of, of just encountering the goodness of Jesus um, so that we're able to receive his love wholeheartedly and love others and then ultimately go on to partner with him in fulfilling uh, his the kingdom calling that he's placed on our lives in the in the lord's prayer right his kingdom come his will be done you know when if we're brokenhearted we can't fully participate in in that um and live out of our true true identity to to be who we were created to be so this model is really unto um the goodness and fullness of of god's presence manifesting in us and through us um, so that's kind of more general. You can have, we can get into the more specifics of what that looks like, but that's, um, yeah, how I would describe kind of as an overview of of the model. And I love it. One thing that I immediately loved about HeartSync is it does incorporate psychology. Yeah, just something that not a lot of inner healing ministries are are doing. And I don't want to make a blanket statement. But I think we're slowly, the church is, is slowly becoming more aware of trauma and getting trauma training. So I'm loving the forward thinking that we're having. I'm loving the progress that's happening within the church and within inner healing ministries. And I've done a lot of different inner healing ministries, and I don't at all want to downplay or be dismissive of those ministries because they're all tools. And I think they're all helpful in a certain way, but HeartSync was so helpful to me because it, it pairs psychology with Holy Spirit. And I'm like, what a perfect pair. Yes. <laughs> and it, it works on biblically and correct me if I say this wrong. Mm -hmm. It works on biblically our identity in Christ and making us a whole person and in life. And when you have trauma in particular, like you said, you do become fragmented, meaning you, you have different parts of you that might get stuck in your trauma or that that's a whole other conversation we could get into. Yeah. <laughs> it heart sync works to in your session, it it helps use psychology to bring wholeness to that person. And I I love that. I think that's really important. Can you expand a little bit more on how HeartSync came to be and why, why it's psychology and um, biblical, 
I don't know what to say, why it's psychology, why it is biblical, why we can bind them. Yes. Yeah. Well, first, I mean, related to that, I just so deeply honor and appreciate the founder of the heart sync ministry model, mm -hmm. um, father Andrew, or actually now Bishop, um, Andrew Miller. And the, the incredible reality of, of the birthing of, of heart sync through this faithful, um, amazing, uh, man of God is that he, he was a licensed, uh, therapist, a licensed counselor doing work. And also as a, um, as a, obviously as a believer engaging in inner healing prayer and other contexts, um, came to essentially just step-by-step step in his work with people who were, had extremely divided hearts, extreme trauma, um, he really leaned into the presence of God and leaned into Holy Spirit saying, Lord, there has to be a better way. There has to be a way where we're not just surviving and coping, but we can actually walk with, for, for people really severely desynchronized or who have, who have real severe trauma, as well as others, just for, for more of the fullness of, of healing that Jesus promised and came to um, to, to offer um, again through his declaration um, of his public ministry in the scripture. And so, so Father Andrew, as a, as a, a counselor, as a therapist, um, uh, certainly as a believer, as one who just is passionate about, about seeking the fullness of, of God's purposes and plans for himself and others, created this model over time. And the big revelation for him is he was doing work with more severely desynchronized people um, was that what works, what's a helpful model for people who are extremely debilitated um, with various mental illness diagnoses that actually works also for, you know, we joke what we call apparently normal people, right? Like, <laughs> like yeah. okay, I can function. You know, I spent most of my whole life functioning, right? So we talk about kind of really simply, and, and certainly I love the psychology and brain science involved in heart sync. And also I'm very aware of how complex it is. And none of us, you know, engaging it are brain scientists and claim to understand the intricacies, but what we've learned, right? Even just thinking about the left hemisphere of our brain and the right hemisphere, right? Left mode thinking, which is language, logical, linear, naming and explaining, right? We have, um, again, that, that allows us to do our daily functioning, right? It's the part of the, the, the heart, the mind that hearts and calls function, right? We function, we, we get it done, right? Whatever that looks like for us in school and work and parenting and in, in Christianity, the doing, 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 yeah. right? When we do that well, society often, and we often tell ourselves, well, I'm good. I'm fine. Look at all I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And we, it's the reality that that's just one aspect of, of who God created us to be. And there often, there couldn't be, I know for me, I was high functioning, doing great work, even kingdom work, right. And ministering to young people and was also very desynchronized. There were parts of me holding a lot of pain and trauma. There were parts of me that frankly did not trust God. And unbeknownst to me, much of what I was doing was from a place of of not trusting and kind of saying, okay, God, you can't handle this. So I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to help these kids. I'm going to, and it was just, and on the outside, it's like, wow, look, this is great, you know, great work, which the Lord did use. And yet looking back, I'm very humbled by just the state that I was in and have come to realize, wow, you know, what, what I thought. And again, particularly in our Western society where all the doing and the thinking is so highly valued. And certainly that's important but we often miss that there's more 
um, more to us. And again, what I appreciate about HeartSync is that it's very intentional in, you know, with the, with the understanding of trauma and the fragmentation that happens, right? That, that we can have, um, again, functioning parts of ourselves, um, but also parts um, that, again, even in secular psychology has come to really be aware of, of the fragmentation that happens in the human mind as a defense mechanism to survive in the midst of overwhelm, so to survive in the midst of trauma. And so again, that secular psychology really helps inform um, what, in a sense, what, what happens when we're overwhelmed by both bad things happening to us and then also overwhelmed by the absence of relational connection that we were created for. Um, that often, you know, if I'm experiencing pain and there's no one to, to be present with me in it, you know, I'm getting kind of ahead of myself maybe, but we talk about absence trauma, right? That what in a lot of different spaces, we talk about the, the fragmentation that can happen within us because we haven't been seen by another human and soothed in our distress in ways that really help us process it. And so when that doesn't happen and we're kind of left to our own for whatever reason, again, we can kind of tend to, to desynchronize and both, you know, that understanding is certainly um, implemented and understood in heart sync. And then again, in a lot of secular um, psychology spaces, which point to a lot of truths that are true about who God created us to be, whether we name God as the source of truth or not. You know, what I love is with all the modern science that comes, it points to, if you have eyes to see from my vantage point, it points to God, the God who made us. True. Yes, that's so good. And I, I love that talking about Father Andrew, when I first stumbled upon HeartSync and I read his story about how he was a licensed therapist and worked with people with extreme PTSD, worked with military and had DID clients, DID is multiple personality, and that through that, it helped him create the model of heart sync. As someone who has worked with people with extreme PTSD and DID, that spoke to me. That made me go, okay, so this isn't just someone with a good heart who's trying to do something, but maybe a little uninformed. Because especially with DID, even in the secular world, there's still an argument as to whether or not that is real and that exists. So the fact that Father Andrew had that experience made me feel safe. So for anyone listening who maybe you've had a bad experience with different inner healing tools, or maybe inner healing is new for you, I, I would hope that hearing this kind of helps take some walls down. And you can maybe relax a little into, okay, this is, this is good. We're combining things that I think God intended us to combine, but then just to be clear for anyone who may not know, although father Andrew was licensed therapist, not everyone who is trained to be a heart sink facilitator is a licensed therapist. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Yes. But you do go through a lot of trauma training, stuff like I did. I mean, I've done TBRI training, handle with care training. All of that is extremely helpful and incorporates psychology, of course. I've had a bunch of other training to do the job I had at the time, but I am not a licensed therapist myself. So I want to make that clear. 
if you go into a heart sync session, you're likely not sitting in front of a therapist, but you are sitting in front of someone who is trained. Is that accurate? Would that be correct? Yes, absolutely. It's gone through, yeah, extensive training. I've appreciated that about the model. I know my own training and, you know, for me personally, and many of us involved in HeartSync, because the the psychological dynamics and the brain science, you know, has been so appealing that we're, you know, just learning and growing ourselves continuously. Um, but then particularly, yes, through the model of HeartSync. And, and I will say this, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a therapist um, as well, but I know many therapists who have learned about HeartSync and are, have incorporated HeartSync into uh, their, their therapy. So there are some out there who do do both. Um, again, that's, um, that's not me, but there are, are others. Um, and it's, it's fascinating to me because, I mean, I'm one who certainly values therapy and have, have experienced it um, and continue to access um, therapeutic spaces in, in certain seasons for myself. And yet it's, it's um, HeartSync is so unique that there have been even some therapists that, that are kind of shifted into doing, you know, using the HeartSync model even more so than kind of a, the therapy settings that they found themselves in. And, and so again, but it's a both, and it's both are certainly wonderful and good and, and can be very helpful. Um, but it really has amazed me how the model of HeartSync in the context of receiving ministry from, from lay people who, again, aren't therapists or aren't, you know, necessarily pastors, but who've been thoroughly trained in this model, the, the healing that's happened uh, for me personally has there's, it's been exponential in comparison to a lot of the therapy I've received. And so again, that's just me. And that's not, again, therapy is wonderful, but it's amazing what God can do. It's amazing. And that's why I'm doing it right here. And then I want to create that space because of how I've been transformed in ways that have been beyond what I've imagined. Yeah. Yes. That's so good. And, and I would say it pairs so well with therapy. I always encourage people, if you're going to do inner healing at all, it is not to replace therapy and it's not a one pill fixes all. So I also like to explain to people when you go into a heart sink, or if you choose another inner healing tool, don't expect to be just totally fine and never struggle with whatever again. Now that may be the case because I think God does miracles and anything is possible. So I always say, believe for the best, for sure. But I I always tell people it pairs so well with the therapy that you're already doing. Or if you're not doing therapy, maybe do a heart sink and transition into that. Um, I've, I've even said this to a few friends. It's like pairing a really good wine to steak. They yeah. just go together. <laughs> love it <laughs> I mean I that just came out of my mouth one day and I was like that sounds silly but I it's what it's what came out so um for listeners who maybe have had a bad inner healing experience uh, I know mm-hmm. that I have a whole lot of listeners who have gone through deliverance ministry which is casting out of demons which I will say as a disclaimer I do still believe is a tool used for a very specific time and place. I am not against deliverance ministry. However, something that was extremely comforting to me, especially in the training, because during the training, 
Father Andrew talked about this a lot and it brought healing to me just listening to his stance on deliverance and heart sync and what the difference is. So can you maybe explain how is this different from hearts uh, from deliverance? Yeah, you know, one of the 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 things I love most about heart sync um, is how relational it is. Um, and again, not just because it's it's so relational, it doesn't mean we don't engage spiritual dynamics. We certainly do. I mean, we're very aware, and it's certainly not lost on us that, you know, what I would say is 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 you know, obviously we have the enemy who is seeking to steal, kill, destroy, right? And certainly, and as we think about salvation, right, and, and the enemy wanting to keep us from knowing Jesus at all, and yet for those of us who do know him, I think there is such a spiritual assault against our whole heart knowing him, right? As we think about just what it would be for us to actually live as wholehearted vessels, um, knowing God, receiving his love, loving others, right? It is so powerful, the, the power of that and the freedom that comes with that. And so certainly I think evil is working relentlessly to try to keep our hearts divided, even within, you know, the community of believers. And in the context of that, you know, with heart sync, it is, when I say relational, what I mean by that is, is everything about a heart sync session is about being relationally present with the person who's receiving, right? I know a lot of deliverance spaces. And again, I'm, we're, we're, I think we're very much aligned, Liza, in terms of our, our beliefs, like, yes, yeah. to there's spaces for deliverance. It's needed. I've seen it. I've, you know, you know, yeah. just experienced, um, the power of just deliverance. Right. And we certainly don't want to, um, to, to, to overcorrect. Right. But what I would say is there's a lot of people who come for heart sync who have been wounded in the context of those deliverance spaces where there was not the relational space created for their heart to be able to be ministered to in a way um, and to be to be helped and to be to be ushered into freedom from evil spirits in a way that that was helpful for them and instead the actual experience of deliverance is you know can often be wounding and and overwhelming um, and we can you know many people are often left wondering what's wrong with them because you know they didn't get free and they're still stuck yeah. and they couldn't receive and what's wrong and you know and then shame comes in and the accusation of the enemy is just perpetuated and often cycling people into um spaces that are just very isolating and very shaming and very um where there's just there's a struggle to find safety and so in the context of heart sync um one of the things that we really value is is the reality that that you know when we seek deliverance we really have to to make sure that every part of our heart that's present um, is in agreement that we that we want to be delivered from evil, right? Yeah. And that might sound kind of weird. It's like, what do you mean, right? With like, well, of course we want to be delivered from evil, like, <laughs> which is the perspective of what we'd call the function part of us. Like the logical part of us is like, get these, no, we want freedom. We want to get these, you know, every you know everything that hinders and all the evil, get it out of here. And yet what's so um, fascinating, and frankly, I don't know if I would have believed this until I actually experienced it myself, was that that there were parts of me that were so stuck and wounded where the enemy ha did have some kind of space to occupy. But in a sense, it it was a, a space that, that offered the illusion of protection, yeah. right? It was a space, for example, of, okay, I want to stay in control. 
right? That's huge. And, and in a sense, in a way, again, that's so subtle, which is how the enemy works, right? It's, it's, it's the sense of, I need this, this protection, right? I want to stay in control. And there's a sense of, again, with, with that deceitfulness that happens in the deep places within us, that sometimes, again, we, we have this unwitting alliance with, with a sense of, of evil that, that helps us in a sense, stay safe, right. From our vantage point. And that often doesn't happen consciously. And this is where we can get into kind of some of the deeper things that happen, but, but in heart sync, what we do is just help every part of the heart that's fragmented. We help them encounter the person of Jesus. And from that place, it's amazing how Jesus brings revelation of where there is spiritual entities attaching. And so there is a place for deliverance, but it's so gentle Mm. and it's so, I mean, it's just, it, I just sit and watch, I mean, my, the gift of doing sessions and seeing Jesus minister to people and then seeing the deliverance. I mean, even just, you know, yesterday, I mean, every day I do sessions, I watch people come into this deep awareness of where evil has been lying to them and, and connected. And once, once there's encounter with Jesus, I mean, we ask Jesus to rebuke, we ask the Lord to rebuke evil and it goes and it's so quiet and it's so gentle and it's so holy um, that it brings a deeper level of freedom and it certainly is deliverance, but it's in a way that is, um, again, so, so safe for people's hearts and it's not overwhelming. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I love what you said that it's so gentle. I think Mm -hmm. about with DID, this, I'll use an extreme thing first with DID. A lot of people will assume that multiple personalities automatically equals demonic entities, that all of it is demons. Hmm. Now there may be some people with DID who do have a demon. I've seen that, but God made our brains to disassociate and, and disassociation is, or DID is an extreme, the most extreme state of, of that. And if we just do deliverance, if we say, oh my gosh, you have this alter personality, we got to get it out of there. Well, the problem is that this person has a brain that is totally wired to host all of these alters So you're not just going to cast out all these personalities and then have one person. There's a whole lot more going on. And so that's where I feel like deliverance is such a specific tool that can be misused as we just think, oh my gosh, um, I know how to solve this. I'm just going to cast out all of these altars and then they'll be fine. Well, no. So So deliverance may skip the part that heart sync really focuses on heart sync would focus on, okay, so you have these altars that all serve a purpose. And I love that heart sync will honor and respect the different parts of us. And, and so DID is extreme, but taking it back a little to like what you were saying, even with me, I was, I am a high functioning person. (laughs) I am and every heart think it's like, yes, you function well. So a way that I have survived after my trauma is I just dive into 
work or dive into ministry somehow. And, and so there's in heart sync, they call it guardian, which I love the guardian piece. And it's that what you were saying, it's that protector part of you that served a purpose that maybe did really keep a person safe at, at a certain point. And I feel like if people just go to deliverance, they may skip the part where we acknowledge, hey, you have this guardian part of you that protected you when things were really hard or extreme and painful. And we're going to acknowledge and respect that and say, thank you so much for what you've done. And so there's this validation and this honor in HeartSync that I really appreciate. It doesn't, there's no shame. There's no, um, even if you have what I would say a unhealthy coping skill, well, that probably developed at some point for you to be in, when you were in survival mode. So it served a purpose right? Yeah. Yes. Um, so I, I feel like that's so good. Sorry. That was a tangent, but <laughs> no, I love it. And again, yeah, which again, we haven't even gotten into kind of the, the parts of the heart that heart sync addresses. And I know I've talked about function, right. Which is yeah. that you said, and that part often, you know, it does the daily tasks. It's often, you know, very intentionally not, you know, in denial, basically about our pain. It's like, I'm good. I'm fine. Let's go. Right. And, and another part of the heart, you mentioned this word, you know, guardian, right. This guarding part of our heart, this protecting part. And it's exactly true. Like you said, that part comes forward when things feel are bad and scary, when things are overwhelming and, and we, we shift into a, you know, more survival mode, whatever that may look like. And, and, and so often, again, that part of the heart, when that, when survival, when the tactics, when the strategy is, you know, not aligned with God, God's will, right? If it's involving, right? We can, we have our kind of general terms. We use the fight, flight, right? Flee and, you know, these kind of in survival instincts, but that can manifest in different ways. And oftentimes it's those very guardian parts, right? Those parts that are so hard to guard us that are misunderstood as, as evil spirits, right? As, as demons and are cast and are sought to be cast out. Yeah. And think that the intention exactly what you said is to is to to know there's a distinction there's this distinction a part of our heart that god created right his word says guard your heart it is a wellspring of life right and and it's it's about having the reality that they're just like there's a part of us created to do our daily tasks there's a part of us created to guard and protect but we're meant to do that in relationship with Jesus, in relationship with the rest of our hearts. And what trauma does is it desynchronizes, you know, us in a way where that part is separate. And so as part of the healing, we, we want to engage and welcome that part of us, that guardian part to encounter Jesus, to experience safety and realize that there's a better way to do your job, right? Like we don't have to try to survive with these old ways that have, are so familiar and where we've kind of, even though we know we're not experiencing freedom, it's at least we're making it right. At least we're getting yeah. through. Yeah. And instead say, okay, let's, what would we look like for that part of our heart to encounter Jesus? And then as that part encounters Jesus, there's more realization of wow, all this time, the enemy has been lying to me and has, has been keeping me 
from from what I was created for, which was to be with Jesus and to guard and protect in his power. And that's where that that distinction of we want all evil to leave and we want to welcome every human part of the heart back into relationship because we can't be wholehearted without every part. And, and that's the beauty and, and the gentleness that comes where it's not just these kind of swooping deliverance prayers, but it's saying, you know, I love in thinking even of the parable of Jesus with the 99 and the one it's like in hearts and we're going after with gentleness, but, and with passion and love, just really see which parts of the heart have been left alone. And we want to, we want to invite Holy spirit to, to, to search our hearts, to show us those parts so that they come home and and come back into wholeness. And then in that process, Jesus himself, with our permission, removes all evil and sets us free as he came to do to destroy the works of the enemy. Yeah, I love how you worded that. That's so good. Because it it's so beautiful to me when you have a part of you that, like you said, is is not in relationship with God, which is silly to say yeah. a little because you think, oh, I'm, I'm saved. And I think somebody in our training, or maybe I heard this on the training video, asked a question kind of like this of, okay, but you say, if you say you're a Christian, you're a believer, but you have this part of you who has not encountered God, are you going to heaven? Are you saved? And it's like, well, the answer is yes, but it's, it's that part where we're working out our salvation. We're, yes. we're biblically working out our relationship with the Lord. So there are going to be different parts of us who encounter God and Holy spirit at different times. And that's okay. And, and so when you do a heart sync for those who haven't done it before, when you have a, a part that you recognize hasn't come into relationship with God yet, there's just no shame in that. And, and heart sync again, I just feel like honors so well to welcome that part into connection with, with God. And then once you leave that session, then it's just practicing relationship. It's grow, it's growing in that relationship with God and that part. So for me, like I said, I'm very high functioning as well. <laughs> I'm just very go, go, go. And I've recognized where that function part of me prefers to check off my to-do list rather than sit with God and be relational. And so I have to work out that part of my relationship with the Lord and make myself sit and go, okay, being relational with God is important and it's equally as important, if not more than doing all the things in a day. So it's, there's a lot of practice that comes after your heart sync session. When you leave, you you have like a new relationship almost. Is that a good way to say that or not? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, and so often again, it's bringing into awareness, right? Psalm 109, search me, oh God, know my heart, right? Show me any path of pain, any offensive way. And it's, um, yeah. And as he does that, right. As he shows us our hearts and he shows us again, we might realize, you know, and I'll just pause even as we talk about parts, because I know for me, some people, like I heard parts and this idea of parts and it so resonated. I was like, oh my gosh, that yeah. makes sense. Like, yeah. The function of 
me is like overdrive and knows and loves Jesus. But there is part of me that doesn't trust Jesus. And then we haven't even gotten to what we call emotion, which is the part of our, our heart that processes pain mm. that is most responsible for holding unresolved trauma. Right. And so these three parts, right, are meant to be synchronized, right? The functioning part, the protecting part, and the the processing emotion, processing pain part are were meant to be synchronized, living, you know, under the leadership of our true self, right? Which is the fourth part, which is so central, right? It's like we're we're in unison all together, these parts of us. But when I heard the model, I it was such a a, a aha moment of wow, I'm functioning, but like I said, the protecting part of me, like parts of me did not trust Jesus, didn't even really know him. Like, who we wait a minute, what? Like, I'm sure, you know, I'm not sure about Jesus. Like, you know, we can do yeah. these things, but I'm not giving him my heart because I've been through some things and I, I you know, I'm not sure he's trustworthy, frankly. Mm-hmm. And yet, such was fueled by the, the reality that my heart was holding pain, that that instead of moving through pain. Um, and processing it, right? I was holding it on the inside. And and again, that was enhancing this, this, this disconnect. And so as we talk about parts, right? Like for some who are listening, I'm sure it's maybe resonating like, wow, this, this makes sense. I get it. Um, maybe for others, it's like, what do you mean parts? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it, you know? And and to those, it's like this, this model, you know, every model, you know, there's goodness in and just the, the curiosity of, okay, I wonder if there's maybe some things that, you know, there might be an invitation to lean in and explore, even though it might not resonate completely um, yeah. or maybe not, but just the goodness and openness um, of it. But, but what, going back to what you were said about um, kind of the post heart sync experience, right. Of of as more of our heart becomes aware, you know, we, we become more aware of it. And, you know, there is a new stewardship um, of, okay, wow, now, you know, more of me aware of, um, you know, parts of me are, are just actually learning what it is to, to trust the Lord on a deeper level, to know him, to, to actually not do things my way, but to do things in alignment with him. Um, and it is a journey. And, you know, in addition to the, to the steak and wine, which I love that you mentioned in terms of heart sink and you know community is so key and and I've found myself creating more and more in addition to the to the heart sync spaces I'm creating I find that that wonderful things happen in sessions but if if every other aspect of our world including church right family church that is so function oriented or so kind of you know unaware of of just what it is to, to create space to just really allow hearts to be seen and known, you know, it can, we're working, you know, there's so much kind of against us, even after we experience healing, right. So much around us kind of pulls us back apart, right. Along with yeah. the, all the pain of the world and, and the gift of a community of, of people, even if it's just one or two, and if there's more wonderful to just, to really be with us and see us and connect with us, um, in ways that can, um, that we were created for, right. To really help us be seen and known and, and to see us in ways that help us see ourselves more. Right. So, you know, in, in a context of, of, uh, of community and people close to us to, to, to know that we're safe enough, right. That word safe happens in, in the heart sync sessions, but my passion really is to help believers become, you know, receive the safety of the Lord and the presence and the healing, and then be vessels of safety so yeah. that other and really uh, experience more wholeness um, through their interactions with us. 
That's so good. Yes. And, and that's where I love to tell people like in therapy, when you have a good therapist, they're not going to make you tell all your secrets and talk about all your trauma. And they're Mm. not in session with you to cast everything out and just say, no, don't do this, do that. A good therapist sits with you and helps you connect with yourself. I know I, I do therapy right now. I've been dealing with some gut issues, just some sickness in my body. And that's been quite a journey this year. And so what I found beautiful about my therapy and then pairing it with heart sync, and then just with, I see a functional gut specialist. So I have all three of these things that help me become aware of what's happening in my body. And I am more connected to my body now than I was before. And so all of those have been tools to help me connect. And so heart sync really helps you connect with the Lord and be become more aware of what's happening with your emotions, with your body, with your heart. And I, I just love that. So for anyone, I know we need to, and I could talk about this all day, but you know, we need to come to a close for anyone who may be considering heart sync. What can they expect going into a session? Yes. Great, great question. Um, so again, the, the, the foundation of heart sync is that it is a relational model, right? So session in the beginning of a session, there's dialogue, right? There's space to be known. One of the things I love about heart sync, uh, is that it doesn't require the kind of divulging of your whole life story of your trauma of, you know, your whole history. Uh, yeah. one of the things founder father Andrew says, you know, is that, you know, the, you know, we live through our trauma once, right. To have to rehearse it and and say it over and over again, or to say it in another space, like, you know, can often be, be really, um, hard and difficult and discouraging of like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Uh And so within, within heart sync, you know, certainly if somebody wants to do that, if that would be a space where someone wants to really be known in, in what their experience has been, um, their space to, for more sharing, but, but there's also an option to not necessarily share and certainly, you know, have some, some basic, you know, foundation of what, what, what someone has been through. Um, you know, it can be helpful for us as facilitators to kind of have a general understanding. Um, but with that, you know, certainly just engaging some of the education pieces, right. It's really helpful. HeartSync is a different kind of model. And so we don't just kind of dive in without any education. We kind of share kind of the paradigm of the model and answer questions and kind of, you know, feel out, right. This idea of, of parts and the function part of us. And, okay, we talk about this part we call guardian, a protector part, like, you know, and just kind of checking in about awareness. Is that, you know, do you have a sense of that part? And wow, what about the part that processes pain? And, you know, and then certainly our true self, right? These four parts, this was, you know, I wanted to mention one more time. And, and so there's just kind of dialogue around just awareness and then desires for a session. Like, what do you want? Right. I don't come in assuming, you know, with my, you know, agenda of, okay, we're going to pray for this and you're going to get free. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Hey, what do you desire? What are you looking for? What do you want Jesus to do? And so after there's kind of a foundation of both education and, and understanding, um, we, we move forward, you know, with kind of the, the flow of a session and, 
And one thing I really value about HeartSync is even though we're, we're in a session to address pain and trauma, parts of our hearts that are disconnected, um, we really seek to start out at first with the positive um, connection with God. Um, certainly there's you know, often parts of us certainly that, that struggle to feel safe and struggle to experience a sense of the connection with the Lord, but we we have what we call a divine encounter, um, basically a time where we've sensed in some way the presence of God, right? So we we kind of invite the recipient to say, "Hey, can you can you know can you remember a time?" It doesn't have to be super spiritual, you know. For some, it is, but for some, it's you know just sitting on the beach at their favorite vacation spot, or yeah. you know just going somewhere where you had a sense of gratitude, a sense of peace, right? A sense of of appreciation of your environment and what was happening around you. Um, and certainly if that involved the presence of God, wonderful. If not, that's okay. Um, from that place, we do just invite just more awareness of the presence of God and the peace of God. And we kind of help, um, again, at the start, really build a foundation of, of just awareness of, of where God has offered a sense of peace to us and to parts of us. And, and that kind of becomes a foundation in which we start exploring other parts of the heart, right? So there might be part of us that, you know, I can, I can remember my, my favorite vacation spot, right? My favorite place actually in the world is in New York and this resort type place. And I'm, you know, I can sit there and I'm experiencing the lake and the trees and okay, I welcome the presence of Jesus. And again, experience a lot of goodness and peace there. But then again, for me, when I first started, right, there's this curiosity of, okay, what about that guardian part of your heart? What about the part of you that, you know, is, is maybe struggles a little bit more to trust? Like, is that part here too, right? Is that part experiencing the space and, and kind of that kind of question or just a space to kind of, kind of look around in that safe scene to say, okay, are there other parts that, that haven't yet, you know, that aren't really in on the goodness, and that's where it's amazing how there just starts to be more awareness in different ways. Um, and sometimes that's the Lord gives us pictures of our heart, like pictures of what different parts of our heart look like and where our part is in relation to this, you know, to this positive divine encounter. And other times we just kind of can feel, start to feel um, the state of different parts of our heart. And, and from there, again, it's just, it's so relational. It's just a conversation of, of paying attention and noticing and relating with parts of the heart that start to present and really working out conflicts. So often in so much of a session, it's that there's really significant conflicts within people and the things that are keeping them in relationship, you know, in, in disconnection from God. Yeah. And it's not a space just to pray this prayer. It's wow. There's really good reasons why we don't trust. There's really good reasons why we stay at a distance there's a really good reason why I don't even want to invite the presence of God into this memory. Cause I don't know if he's going to show up or I don't know, you know, what it's going to be like, or I don't really trust that he is who he says he is, right. All these things that, you know, may play out those as examples in sessions are just room to, again, not move into, to, to, to spiritual things, right. Certainly there's spiritual things attached, but we just stay in relationship with the heart. And with permission, right? Everything in a session happens with permission. There's no surprises. Um, um, there's just kind of a step-by-step process of just exploring and seeing about what it could look like to take the next step towards more connection with Jesus. And um, yeah, that's kind of, and that's kind of the the, the whole piece of, of, of a session, like I said, that divine encounter and that exploration. 
And so I would say oftentimes people kind of walk away like that was different, like not what I've ever <laughs> experienced or it's kind of yeah. weird. But um, but again, it's just really amazing. I just it just goes back for me to Psalm 139, right? Just search me and show me, right? We kind of have this home base to let God show us what's happening so that he can bring healing and connection and help us work through the really hard things that have kept us separate on the inside. Yeah. So I don't know if that makes sense if you have more questions, but is, again, no, it's that, that was a yeah. great way to explain that. Thank you. I, and yes, it is all with permission, which I love. And I love how HeartSync is a respecter of persons and boundaries, right? And so is God. And so that's a huge thing that I, I want to get across to listeners is God is a respecter of who you are in your autonomy. So you get to choose whether or not a part comes into connection with God. And if that part is just like, I am not ready, I am not there yet. There's nothing in heart sync that pushes you towards that because I think God is gentle and in his sovereignty he allows us to have choice and autonomy. And he's like, okay, I, I think God will just roll with it sometimes <laughs> and just say, all right. And, and so I, I love that and appreciate that about God and about heart sync. And I think there are listeners here who have felt violated in their counseling sessions with good intention or their inner healing sessions and they felt forced to divulge all this stuff or forced to get rid of the spirit of whatever. And yeah, so if you are that person, I just want to say sorry for yeah. what that was. That was not God. That was not Holy Spirit. I think Holy Spirit is such a gentleman. And so I would and just encourage someone who's listening to this, maybe if you had a bad experience or maybe if you have never done this to at least do some research and I'm going to provide the web website for HeartSync in the show description, but just do some research and maybe pray about, okay, is this something I want to explore? And, uh, and I do really believe that HeartSync is safe. So uh, I, I would definitely say that is something that is a word used over and over again in HeartSync that I really appreciate. And for people who want to find you, where can they go to find you or can they find you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so I, I would love to offer my, my uh, email address. So that would be the best to just contact me directly. Um, you can also provide um, website of the organization I'm serving under, um, which even though I engage much with hearts, um, I serve in DC with an organization called Disciples Works. And so, yeah, feel free to contact me again for anyone listening. Just again, I just love what you said, Liza, related to being a respecter of persons and boundaries. Yeah. Uh, just when you said that, I could just feel the exhale in my being and the yes yeah. and amen to that. And it's again, one of the reasons why I just I love um, the space, you know, this heart sink and really grieve um, with you and with all of those who have not experienced that level of safety, especially in the context of Christian spaces and healing spaces. And 
um, yeah, just, just really, really grateful for all that you've shared, Liza, and just saying yes and amen to, to your own insights and experiences and what you're offering to so many through this podcast. So well, wonderful. Well, I so appreciate it. And for anyone else, I, I forgot to mention this for anyone else who uh, may be looking for a facilitator, obviously Christina is a facilitator. However, you can go to the HeartSync website and type in the location of where you live and facilitators will pop up. So you can go there and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe you can do in-person sessions, which I've done mostly, but you can also do Zoom sessions. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. And it's like, Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Many, I mean, with COVID and since that, there's a lot of, lot happening on zoom. Um, and it's been amazing how powerful sessions are, are on zoom for those who, who yeah. don't have a, a facilitator in their, their immediate space. Um, but yeah, you certainly can, can inquire about that. Um, if there is anyone in your location and then if not, certainly there can be connection, um, with me or certainly many other facilitators who, who do sessions on zoom. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. That was so helpful. Thank you. Oh, what a gift to be here. Thank you, Liza.